Hey, this is Dean Wilson, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up? Seven Deuce Trace here on the Moto X Pod Show. Hey guys, I'm Jenny Taft. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Anybody know whatever happened to Primus? Still around. Are they still, still doing play? stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I, figured I, I should have just asked you. I figured you'd know. This song was dedicated to how Mark rode this weekend. <laughs> hey, I didn't come it in didn't last. Get last. I That's didn't get last. Saying. That's cool with me. <laughs> yeah, it was fun this weekend, guys. I had a good time. It was a little cold. What happened? A little cold? Yeah, it was freezing <laughs> balls outside. We got our Easter freeze late, I think is what happened. Yeah, for sure. But I could have yeah. gone without not having it at all. Yeah, but. that part was pretty miserable. Yeah, it sucked for sure. But uh, excuse me, episode seventy-three of the Moto X Pod Show is brought to you by Five Star Roofing of Texas. Whether it be residential, commercial, composition, metal roofs, custom patios, metal buildings, and pergolas, Five Star Roofing of Texas has you covered. Give the guys a call at two one four four zero two eight five six five. Again, two one four. 402-8565 or click 5starroofingoftexas.com guys that's 5 spelled out F I V E tell Chad and the crew that uh, the Moto X Pod show guys sent you they're also a proud sponsor of 250 SX Racer Mr. John Short a, a favorite of ours a show a friend of the show so uh, give them some love guys it's a Moto, moto uh, they're Moto people so they're one of you MX Girl Designs I tell you what, I have not put my graphics on I got from Char yet. It's they're still sitting there. Did you do yours? What? Your gra- your I just got them today. Remember oh, I left them oh, here. Oh, that's right, you left yeah. them here. So well, you're you're in the same. Unlike mode. you, when I get home, yes, they'll be on tonight. We, we know at eleven o'clock. We know. We know <laughs> because you'll put I them can't on. wait. Overachiever over here. No, I just it's, I, it's impatience. I don't know if that's overachieving. <laughs> it's impatience. However you want to call it, but I tell you what, I I couldn't be happier with how mine turned out. So. If you uh, would like a custom set of graphics at a reasonable price that's high quality, good design work, and uh, friendly service, email char, that's C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com. Guys, girl is spelled G-U-R-L. Visit her on Instagram, at mxgirl, girl, excuse me, or on Facebook, mxgirldesigns. Tell her the Moto X Pod Show guys sent you. All Sport Dynamics, visit motocrosswristbrace.com. Get the braces worn by Weston Pike, Adam Cincerillo, Austin Fortner, and Morgan. Us three, uh, us three goons in here, all all three wear them. One of our guests tonight wears them. Uh, A Ray, A Ray, oh, yeah, yep. he does. Uh, I, dude, I couldn't be happier. Does Tickle not wear them too? Yeah, he's wearing them. Yeah, Tickle. Uh, so two of our guests. Yeah, yeah two of our guests. I say, 
But uh, yeah, man, I I can't speak in high enough about that product. And uh, I had a guy at the track ask me this weekend. He goes, "You got bad wrists?" I'm like, "Nope, I just don't want them." He goes, "That's pretty smart." Yeah, yeah. And then you didn't say, "Hey, the guy pitted right next to me is selling them. He's got buckets of them." I was no. All right, thanks, man. What a friend. Oh well. I mean, I, I feel t- bad when that guy that, breaks his wrist. Cause that, that TJ's always looking out for everybody. <laughs> well, no, I, isn't he? I told him about him, and I showed him, and he was all like really into. Actually, it was a guy who was racing on Saturday to, I mean Sunday, so he, he didn't race that night. But uh, okay. I did tell him about the brace, and he liked them, and I told him checking out the website. I just forgot. Hey, my, my buddy, he, he he's a dealer. He's a rep. He he's got them right here in his trailer. Yeah, the podcast I do sponsored yeah. by him. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, that's why we, right. That's why we only let him into the studio twice a month. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Last but certainly not least, Shock Socks, the original number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. Guys, if you don't like leaky fork seals and you don't like to work on shit like me, get you a set of Shock Socks. Problem solved. Uh, BurnMotorsports.com for details and or, and more likely just visit your local dealer on details and how to get you a set of Shock Socks. Guys, for it's a couple bucks to uh, to give you peace of mind. So that's a great product too. Shannon, those guys put out. So yep. thanks to all of our sponsors, uh, Muscle Mark, Dark Side, uh, DJ T. What's that nickname we came up with for him? Oh, I forgot. You're the one that was supposed to remember it. No, you are. I don't remember. What did we call him? Uh, My wife noticed it on in, online. Oh, oh. Uh, Uncle still- Creepy. Oh. Uncle Creepy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Muscle Mark Dark Side, Uncle Creepy TJ. What up, guys? <laughs> What's up? The mustache. If you didn't have the mustache, I wouldn't say it. Hey, dude, it's fitting. I'm not going to say anything. I was cruising around in the El Camino. Uh, for people who don't know, my yeah. son just bought El Camino. I've been working on it. And I was driving around, windows down, wrist up on the steering wheel, arm across the bench seat, mustache <laughs> flapping in the wind. I was like, this is perfect. Mustache flapping in the wind. Dude, I loved it. Oh, oh Dude, it was just, it was awesome. I could literally feel the wind. Most like, people like to talk about their hair flapping in the wind, but not TJ. He's all about his the mus- His mustache. I'm going to let it like keep a, going. Wait, well, that mustache must go. That's all I got to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. It must go, like, in front of you this weekend. You yeah. talked a lot of trash all, all for the last it's two whatever, weeks. It's whatever, man. It's whatever. I'm just hey, saying. I talked it. I didn't back it up, so it is what it is. So I was ex- I was actually happy with how I rode, so can't say nothing. Yeah, else. I mean, I was too. Except for Randy beating us all first moto. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever, dude. I, 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 I He's passed like 60. Him. I passed him, and he passed me back. <laughs> first hey. moto. He's like 60. He doesn't, do, he doesn't do nothing but like drive trucks and ride dirt. That's literally all, That's he, all he does. That's oh, literally hey. all he does. I got him second moto. Yeah. I took, I took him wide. Showed up at Burleson. He's riding like an 86 KX125 yeah. out there. So well, he rides a wide line. Like he, all, you know, the, the ruts were real deep because it was a super muddy track. And he would take like the outside, the middle line, but lean his, his elbows <laughs> into the inside line that I kept trying to take. And I, I, I couldn't pass him unless I hit him, and it's you know we're we're old. Hating we don't, we don't ride like that. Good hey, man. hey, so last lap, second moto, we come down the straight, and I pushed real hard down that last straight, and I thought, well, he's got me. There's no way once you go oh, yeah. down the last straight, I come flying in there. He kind of left the door open, and yeah, I went he there let off screaming at the top of my lungs, ah, and just stole the line and got by him at the finish line. He stole so, it. I said stole the line. Oh, did you? Okay, I thought you said stole. That's what he said. Yeah, stole with, exactly with what a D said. at the end. Uh, yeah. Is there a D at the end? Yes or no? I don't know. 
Did I stole the line. A, did, I stole Jamie, really? The line. Okay. Did you expect yeah, him no. to answer that? Yeah, I looked I look back that because not. I was already finished by that point. Oh, did you see it? And I saw you come up, and I was like, oh, he let off. And like you went flying by him right there at the last. I was like, that's kind of shady. Hey, guess what? None of us were at the front. So no, I, I didn't think any of us would be, though, when we're racing 20-year-old, quote-unquote, intermediates. Doc wanted to race that class. I wouldn't let him. Yeah. Thank God. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, though, of the three of us, I was – the first guy, but the guys in front of us were like gone, gone. So like of our group, we were all pretty damn. I close. was happy not to be lapped. Yeah, 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 for sure. So uh, they weren't they weren't really close to lapping us. No, no, no but the, no, no. Shit, I mean, but they were like gone. No, they were. If it was it a day sure. race, maybe. Yeah, with the full track, with the full track, not right. the night track, because that night track goes by so fast yeah. and it's not very hard. No, yeah, it it, it was fun though. Man. I got it, some amazing GoPro footage. For like fifty feet. Oh, because the mud on your GoPro. <laughs> yeah, have you not seen it? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, I posted on Facebook. You can see it, me and Mark. You know, I ma- he's making sure my GoPro's on. The gate drops. We get about fifty feet out of the gate, and the, the fast guy on my left cuts over. Pfft, splatters. Gone. Yeah. Was no, it? No, all you could see was like a little bit out the side. Dude, I'll tell you what. Which you can never, see me and Randy battling. I've literally never had that much of a problem with goggles as I did that day ever in my all all the time I've ridden. That was the worst I'd ever been hit sprayed in the face. So it is. Yeah. Sure it is. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, not fucking with goggles I, on. Maybe the fucking way I had my tear offs on, dude. I could. It was. Oh yeah, we discussed that so afterwards. Ja- yeah. I'm such an idiot. I don't know what I was thinking. I could not get them to pull off. What so you do? The tabs. You know the I, tab on the strap uh-huh. is supposed to be for where you fold over. He folded it over on the lens on the tab on the lens. He didn't even use the strap. Yeah. You know, no, that's right? the opposite of how I had it, but okay. Well, I thought that's what Whatever you said. way I had it was jacked, so it didn't matter. I thought you didn't use the I clip. I put, put the clip that you're on your goggles that you don't need when you have the goggles with outriggers. You oh, because you had the outriggers. I had that's them, right. I had them both attached. Right. That was the problem. Yeah, so he skipped the outrigger well, I'm tab. I'm so used to not having the outriggers, I just put it on there without thinking. Yeah. And, uh, that's well, there, right. There you go. So, yeah, I don't run the outrigger goggles. I like them, dude. I've, they, I didn't like them at first, but that's yeah. all I want to run. I, I like to pay the extra. I didn't run them this week because I. Just you use an old pair for the mud and clear lens. <laughs> yeah, other ones work just fine. There's no need for that out. Oh my god, I wore my. It practice. just changes the shape a little bit. It it pulls them open. Yeah, so, and it, some facial facial. Well, for me, the other ones work fine. I'll dude, say yeah. that. Dude, the goggles I wear just to like ride practice. You know, normal days. Like I wore those in practice. They just got darted. They oh yeah, destroyed. I, I wore the same There's pair. So I only had dudes. one with a clear lens. Yeah. So I think I was riding really good in practice. Like, good, yeah, I feel good for the race. I'm going to do well. Yeah, not but so much. The mud wasn't near as bad as what it was in Seattle. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> hey, did y'all right, get to watch let's it? talk about that. Yeah, I, I got home mains. in time to watch the mains. Yeah. I, didn't, well, I didn't, which I usually won't do, but I did. I haven't watched heat races y'all yet. Y'all should have watched them tomorrow. The heat races, whenever I started watching them, it was like, are they on a sight lap? Why are they right. going so slow? Yeah, I mean, and they're racing. Yeah. I, I, to me, that sucks, but it is. It's different, though. It's cool, you know. Well, I heard uh, on the review pod, Mathis was talking about why didn't they build the track for it, and and so the, here's my thing, and and some guys were like, well, you know, what if it was a, it wasn't a mudder, and then I said, well, that mud, that dirt is not wet all the way to the bottom. Right. Build a supercross track, and if it doesn't rain, you got supercross. Track. And if it does, go through there and just knock everything down, yeah. And make it where the guys can actually get over the stuff and carry some speed, and we would have guys charging into the corners trying to pass. That'd have been good. With I mud. think it was too muddy for that, though. I think there was I just, it wouldn't have been. Able, I don't think it was doable on any level with how wet that dirt was. You know, especially with well, anyway. apparently it was wet when it went in. 
Yeah, oh, they, built really? it, they built yeah. it wet was um, part of the problem with that. So, well, Dude, Mathis, speaking of, I was listening to that pulp. He was, like, angry the whole yeah. like, first part of the show. He, I didn't listen to the pulp yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I he finished was, it. He was, getting, he was getting aggro with some dudes. I have but, to listen to it then. But they were talking about, he makes a good point. Why would a team, and we said this when we were at the at Swan talking, why would a team or a, a stadium be built in an area where it rains all the time Open and, air. It, and not have a roof? I just, right. don't, I just don't get it. Well, anyway. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. Well, Why would Jerry Jones build a stadium where the sun shines right through the big-ass windows where you can't see? And Like, that's bad engineering, in my opinion. Do, oh. I mean, do you not think, like, during the Supercross last year, you could the riders couldn't see because the sun at that time of day is... Why? Why? Blur. Why would? Uh, should have turned would, it ninety degrees. Why would anybody build a stadium in San Francisco where they have a shitload of earthquakes? I'm just saying that's bad. That's bad. That's bad business, in my opinion. They could design it around that, but like you're yeah, saying, the they, design factor. Of Shut that. up, TJ. You're not helping the situation. Yeah. I'm trying to dog on him a little bit. It's not working. <laughs> Uh, but they all um, they had to do is turn that stadium ninety degrees so the sun doesn't shine right through the windows in the middle of the day during a football game. Right. Am I wrong? I mean, I would it not do, help I if think they, they do it? that on purpose? I think they do it on purpose. So the receivers can't see the other team. Yeah, they make them. But, but at some way. point during the day, their team's going to be. Yeah, but the first part of it usually it's the other team. I don't know. It's I'm only just, fifteen minutes, man. I, I, well, that's fifteen minutes they can't get back. But in the next fifteen minutes. Then they can't see. Well, it was bad engineering. They're used to it. They're used to it. I'm going to run with that. I have no fucking idea right. why they do that. I don't either. I'm just going to run with that. So Fair enough. I agree with you on we that. We don't know though. why people do what they do, TJ. I don't know. Look so. at him, the, the look on his face. He's like, huh? What? I don't know anything uh-huh. about this football stuff, this feet ball. Well, they have, super, they have Supercross in the football stadium. I understand so that. that. Part, I understand that. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what we're trying to right correlate it to. Yeah. Okay, here's my deal. Pacific Northwest, it rains all the damn time. Why do they have an outdoor stadium there? On top of that, the fucking football team, that's a natural grass stadium. He apparently wasn't listening to the he beginning of this conversation because that's exactly what he said. Oh, well, Except not. for the <laughs> Pacific <laughs> Northwest, blah, 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 well, blah, I had blah. To say, I had to say it with some authority, enthusiasm, <laughs> right. and t- right, you know, some right. cool, an element of coolness. So what, what's your thoughts on Subaros this weekend? <sighs> I picked him. He got me some points. What do you think about what happened? Uh, to listen to the way the story's <laughs> told, now if that's yeah. the way it really happened... I mean, I don't know. It's jacked up that they didn't like leave him his stuff and nothing else, but just pit outside. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some um, funny business, funny business going on with that team. I, I actually had a an insider give me some info on that team and what's going on, some of the stuff with oh, yeah. one of the owners. But so I wasn't really surprised when I heard that. But then I heard that they actually. I thought they didn't even show up. When yeah. I first heard about it, I thought they didn't show up. So I didn't know that they actually showed up. And then left. And then left, which is still crazy to me. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why a team would do that. I don't know why anybody would want to ride for a team that did that well, in the that, future if that team was to stick around. That shows that shows the level of of the sport when guys will take a chance on some crap team like that and some other – I'm not going to name – Names of other. Crap I hate. Teams. I hate to talk down on because Kenny Watson's involved in that team, yeah. and I have a tremendous amount of respect for Kenny. But yep, as like far Kenny as the Rock. rest of that goes, it seems like it's a bit of a shit. Show. Uh, yeah, and I don't yeah. know that he had anything to do with. Yeah, that decision, I don't think so but, either. But it does seem like it's a shit show over but there. But Dustin Pipes and his team and J Bone and JGR, you know, thank thank you to those guys for stepping up and doing the right thing. Yeah, Pipes yeah. hooked it up, man. They yeah. got him a bike built. They got they got him some boots. He didn't even have his gear. Pipes right. is that they took is the all, Suzuki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All his gear owner. and everything was in the in the fucking semi that left. Yeah, uh, I knew that. So yeah. It. Um, anyways, I feel I feel terrible, but hey, he got to race, so yep. yeah, yeah, made it's, him some it's, money. It's a really cool story. 
Yeah, yeah for absolutely. Sure. So. Like I picture it like winners take all. We're out there. Hey, I got a gas tank off a of '78 Harley Davidson. <laughs> I got I got some knobbies that'll stick to the track like glue. <laughs> so does that mean that um that that nut up team is Hurricane? Team Hurricane. Technically, I guess it would be. I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Sort of, yeah. I don't know. So, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, Hanny Han- 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 would have to be Johnny Rivera, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But no, I'm no. Kidding. I like Hanny. He was cool to us at Houston. Yeah. But yeah. I got to call it, call it, strange, it's a strange situation. It seems like it doesn't seem something's not right over there. And maybe they're struggling. There's stuff behind the scenes you don't know about. There usually always is. Sure. But, I mean, whatever. You just got to, got to, Got to try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt until it gets out. Anyways, guys, great show coming up. Brock Tickle. We got the Randy uh, Acevedo and Mike Byer from Asterix. We're going to have Tyler Intignap, Seven, Deuce Trace, and uh, Alex Ray. So uh, stick around. What? Hey, before we go to, to take this little break or whatever, um, I want to announce Chad Mayo with Five Star Roofing and Shan Garcia with Shock Socks asked us to announce if you're in the East Texas area, um, Sunday, April 22nd at Johnsonville MX after the TVRC uh, vintage race. That's a Sunday. There's going to be a benefit ride day for Stupid Gary Gorham, Gortham. He's They're a, not calling him stupid to yeah, be that's, mean. His, his nickname is Stupid Gary. He's a vet unite. Man, he's a legend in Texas. He's been around a long time. So if you're in the area, come out, hang out. It's going to be, uh, I'm looking through this text here, approximately 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. I'm sure there's going to be uh, adult beverages and a lot of music and people being dumb on dirt bikes, but just having a good time. So, um, Probably more adult beverages. Yeah, it, it, a lot of that. Yeah. Like as they always say, it's a party with a motorcycle r- ride involved. Yeah. But it's um, just a tribute. You know, he's, I say tribute, like he's gone. He he's been diagnosed with cancer, and uh, he's just a good dude. And uh, yeah, it's so if you're around, yeah, come out again, uh, April 22nd at Johnsonville MX Farm. There you go, guys. Well, hey, quick break, and we'll be back with Brock Tickle. All right, guys, we're going to get to our first guest, brought to you by All Sport Dynamics. Um, visit motocrossriskrace.com. Don't forget, giving a set of those away at the end of this show. Fresh off his fourth place at the uh, very, very muddy Seattle Supercross Red Bull KTM's Brock Tickle. Brock, what up, man? How's it going, guys? Going good, man. We're just uh, sitting here talking about how muddy, uh, muddy y'all's race was this last weekend. You still finding mud in the crevices? <laughs> Actually, it was like one of the toughest mud races I've done. Um, it wasn't the muddiest I would say I've ever done, but for sure it was uh, tough conditions and glad to come away with the fourth place. I uh, felt like I actually could have rode a lot better. I just wasn't good enough in the beginning i think to to open up that gap i was too far back and marv and jason got way too far ahead and it's just tough it's probably i mean it's hard to it's hard to make any ground up sometimes in that type of slop isn't it i mean it just looked like there was no end to it well that's the thing you got to find the balance between pushing it too much and surviving the whole race without making any dumb mistakes and i felt like i did that perfectly um i felt like i maybe could have chanced it to jump a couple more jumps, which sounds silly, but if I could have maybe jumped a couple more jumps here and there, it would have really made up some time and put me in a situation to, to fight for a podium. At at the, we didn't, obviously we weren't there, but watching it on TV, I know some mud races, when it actually starts raining, it gets better because the mud's not sticking to everything and grabbing your bike. How was the dirt there? Did the rain help? Did it make it worse? Honestly, 
the, they brought in new dirt. I asked the dirt works guys because whenever we did track walk, I was kind of I, last year it was like kind of like gravel to be honest um and it wasn't much of soil and this year it was more like east coast clay type and i guess they dug up some clay close by and used mixed that in with what they already had so um that really didn't help it because the clay really obviously when it gets wet and then doesn't rain for a little bit it, ta- it gets tacky and grabby and everything the track was everything this week and it was ruddy grabby slippery i mean it, it had every condition in it yeah and you, you uh talk about you know we talked about how muddy it was going in we knew it was going to be a mudder it was pretty well predicted the weather was going to be that way how did you feel about that going into the weekend did you feel like you would ride better in the mud or you know are you not typically a good mud rider uh, I enjoy whenever there's as many variables as there can be. Honestly, I don't I don't know what it is about it, but I seem to rise to the occasion and, and put myself in a good position to to get a good result. So, for me, obviously going to Seattle is a place that I will always enjoy going to because it does get rutted and I like those conditions. Um, and I got my first ever win there in 2010, so it's kind of a place that's special to me. Heck yeah. Yeah, so, good. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, oh, you see, you got your best finish of the season so far with the fourth. And you, a little bit ago, you mentioned, um, you know, you could have probably maybe pushed a little bit harder here and there. But realistically, pushing a little harder might have mean, meant you ended up in one of the big mud holes off to the side of the track or spun around backwards or anything. So you probably did the right thing. Yeah, 100%. That's, I, I, I kind of just am hard on myself about that just because I've, I know what my potential is and I didn't feel like I was riding to it. So like, that's the way I look at it, but like obviously on paper and for the points and me closing down, there's a lot of positives to the, to the weekend for sure. I'd say uh, at this point, just from watching how many guys toasted their clutches and that deal, just getting through that race was, was an accomplishment in itself. Yeah. The track, you could not try to hammer everywhere. I mean, you had to carry speed if you were going to hammer, and that's kind of what Tomek did and Anderson. Those guys, those guys were gone for me and Marv and everybody else on the track. So um, I think in that kind of condition, I I seem to have a good feel of when I'm getting traction or when I'm losing traction. So I I'm pretty easy on the bike. So I kind of knew that I I could I could make the bike last, and obviously. Um, with the equipment I have and even even the other guys I saw a lot of guys having bike problems and their bikes smoking really bad and I didn't really have any so I think it's just kind of maybe the why the way I ride the bike yeah more more patient not you know not trying to yeah not hammering it and (laughs) yeah (laughs) no that's good though man those type of conditions that's what it takes to survive that's awesome Hey, so Brock, I want to ask you about your season as a whole. You know, coming into the season, uh, you got the factory KTM deal. You training with Alden Baker. Uh, a lot of us uh, know-it-all media guys, you know, we start going, oh, man, this you know, this is going to be a huge thing. Uh, Alden's, you know, trained multiple champions. How do you feel about your results so far? I mean, you, you've improved. You've had, you know, you had some, I think, worst case was a 19th, but you got a fourth, a couple fifths. I mean, how do you feel about your season so far and what you've done? I mean, I at first and about – a quarter way through the season, I was pretty frustrated and kind of in a bad place because I was putting so much pressure on myself to to be better and to keep to keep pushing. And it honestly was eating me alive because that's all I was thinking about. So I regrouped and kind of thought about it as a whole and actually went back and looked at results over results from last year and this year. And 
if you do that or when I did that, it made me feel a lot better. I definitely am. I have done better and quite a bit better, to be honest. I think my total points right now, as we head into this weekend in Minneapolis, I'm 185. And I think the best season I've ever had, I know the points have changed a little bit, but ultimately it's still close to the same. Um, but I think my max points has been around 185 for nice. the season. So, so on paper, if you overlap, it's, it's definitely better. And it makes me realize that I'm all the work that I'm putting in and all the pressure I'm putting on myself to do better is, is all for the right reason. Well, you're having a really good Supercross season this year, and uh, like you said, progressing better and better. When do y'all start turning a little focus towards the outdoors, and as Supercross winds down, when do you start testing or doing that kind of stuff? So our our um, our first initial test was uh, the week after Indy, um, and we just went through a couple things, and honestly, I was pretty happy with the first setup we started with, which is similar to what I started riding when I first got on the bike uh, last September. So we just kind of went through a couple things here and there, and I, I'm pretty satisfied with where I'm at, honestly. Um, we didn't do much tweaking and been riding motocross on Mondays, um, the last two Mondays, and then when I go back to Florida, we'll kind of do the same thing. And then, um, oh, so y'all already maybe, have moto days going on already. Yeah. So we basically will ride moto on Monday, then Tuesday, supercross Thursday, supercross. So, um, maybe, maybe two days of supercross here in the next couple of weeks, maybe Monday, Tuesday, and then Thursday, supercross just before we fly out for the weekend. But right now I feel like we're in a good place bike setup wise. And so that's the main thing is just to get that part dialed and be comfortable knowing that you're at a good place instead of. In, in a place of searching, I think that that can happen very easily if you're not happy with where you're at. Yeah, and it sounds like, you know, with your mental state that you just talked about after looking at some of your results and, and seeing really that you have been improving and you feeling like your setup is good going into outdoors so far, you should be mentally, in, I mean, it seems like in a really good place to start this outdoor season. I mean, it sounds like your mind's right, and you're ready to go do some ass-kicking. Ass yeah, I, I really feel, honestly, I feel really good on the outdoor track right now, um, and it came pretty easily, nice. and that's due to me feeling comfortable on the bike and the bike setup. So, um, yeah, it's, it's coming up quick, um, and I'm glad I feel like I'm in a good place to head into outdoors. Um, not wondering if I have a good setup or not. Well, yeah, that's got to be that's got to be a relief. You know, new team, new bike this year. You don't have you know last year's settings to fall back on. So, hey, man, if you feel like you're ahead of the curve there, that's awesome. Yeah, it's. I mean, all of us. I think at anybody who gets on a 450 from the lights class, maybe the first year, or so they kind of ride kind of whatever the team kind of guides them in the direction of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then once we, I think at my age, you kind of get to a place where you you need that feeling that you're, you know what I mean? If you are searching for it, you kind of need that feeling to, to push a little more. And there's nothing bad about it. It's just fine-tuning to what you kind of uh, are comfortable with. Right, right. Now, initially getting on that KTM last year and getting those settings, did you – You've been on the Suzuki for several years. Was it a little bit of a shock? To, was it? How did you like the KTM versus that uh, the the bike the previous bike you'd ridden? I would say the first thing I know. I mean, obviously, the first thing I'm going to do is notice the things my bike didn't do or didn't do as good or 
did do as good or better. You know what I mean? And the first thing I noticed was it has to be the frame. And um, I really, really liked it. Um, I rode at Glen Helen on a Thursday, which is probably the worst place. <laughs> That's the, That'd be the worst place you want to go to go have fun and ride, to right. be honest, on a Thursday. And I felt really good. And I think a lot of that had to do with the frame and the suspension was just basically Marv's setting from outdoors. So it really wasn't set up for me. I'm, I'm 20, 20 pounds heavier than Marv. So, um, yeah, I, I felt good then. And there was obviously the motor was really good. And I mean, everything was, was positive for sure. Um, for Supercross, I kind of struggled a little bit in the beginning, fine tuning kind of what I was looking for, but about, um, about three or four races in, we made a couple changes that they learned off of that and then took another step uh, and uh, again um, around Daytona time. The guys came out to Florida and we tested and actually some of the stuff we tested for Daytona ended up being something that carried over to Supercross. So, so you're, all in all, we've been, yeah, we've been making progress all year. <laughs> so you're talking about going out to Florida and testing like that. How is it out there like at the you know, at the Baker's factory with Marv and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I know he's had an up and down year and you've slowly progressed. He got better and better. I mean, is the, the I know it's kind of, but is, is everybody's attitude out there good with the up and down year everybody's having and then with Anderson up front leading? Yeah, I mean, it's always, that's what's good about whenever you're down there. I'm in California now, but whenever you're down there, it's, it's all it's a good thing, but it's all focused on your riding and it's easy because you just wake up, go to the track and everything's there. I mean, we have the gym there, our mechanics are there. Um, and we, we have our program, we follow it and then we're, we're done for the day. You know what I mean? So it makes it, it makes it really nice to leave everything at the track, as I should say. Well, I know I don't know if you have before, but I, and a lot of people talk about the Baker's Factory having top guys all training together. Have you done that before, where you are training with like day in day out with with guys that you are going to be battling with? And can you speak on that? Not necessarily guys that I've in the past I've trained with that I would be battling, but definitely guys that have been are are, are still successful, but. I trained with Swanapool for basically the whole time, the last three years at RCH. So yeah, um, I was around the star guys and Cooper Webb okay. um, as much as I could. I kind of was on the side because his main focus was Cooper and and the star guys. So for me, it was me just joining in when I could, when we could ride together. But um, the riding part, I would say, is the biggest benefit I'm getting out of being down there because it it pushes you every day to to keep pushing and that's kind of i think what all of us need at the way the sport's going i mean all of us are getting better the bikes are getting better everybody's training um so i mean it's kind of a balance between pushing yourself and staying motivated and it's a long year for a 450 guy to be honest yeah <laughs> well talking about alden baker and the program this is you know, your first year with them, um, you know, there's a lot of trainers out there, a lot of different theories, whether it be cycling, uh, weight training, different, but it different ways to go about things. But it seems like Alden is very strong in mental preparation. Is that true? And, and what has he helped you with the most? 
for me, he we have a good balance to, to what we do um, during boot camp and stuff and all throughout. Basically, since I started, it's it's all about accountability. And I think that's what creates the mental side that you guys see. Um, everything we do, you're accountable for. So for me, that was something that I wasn't used to. And that's something that kind of dug at me a little bit in the beginning and I kind of struggled with. But um, now that I've been through it and done it, it definitely has a mental side to it that that um, is hard to hard to see but it's 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 a tough program and it's it like i said the facility is unreal everything is set up to where we don't have to worry about anything but do our work nice yeah it sounds like it's beat that yeah it's a championship program for sure he he serious yeah it's it's the right place to be i think for most guys it sounds like yeah i mean and they're they're setting up stuff to where the TLD guys are training down there now with Tyler Rattray and yep. he's under Alden's wing. So, I mean, they have a full setup down there set up basically for all the KTM and Husky guys to, to, to be part of it. So I think that's a big thing for, for anybody that's on a Husky or KTM is that that's, I think that's an option for them to, to train down there. Yeah, right on, man. Right. Well, talk about uh, now. You wear the uh, the All Sport Dynamic braces, do you not? Yes, I do. Let's t- talk about those a little bit. You know, how much of a benefit have they been to having you? Because I mean, we we're all obviously you know vet rider Joes over here, but we all three wear them as well, and uh, they're a part of our program as they are yours. Talk about them a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I broke my wrist in 2016 after round two in Supercross, and. Um, it was a pretty bad break. I had to get surgery and it was a minor delo or dislocation as you should say. And, um, there was pretty much it, pretty much I couldn't ride in, until I got that brace. I, I even felt like I could, but I tried to do some stuff like mountain biking and stuff like that. And it couldn't happen and, um, got a hold of Jeff and Honestly, without that, I couldn't have started riding, and it would have been another probably month or so before I could have really got back on the bike and been been able to do motos. So it saved me um, to come back for that, the end of that Supercross season. And obviously for us, when you get injured, the earliest you can get back and it be safe and logical to do, um, you need to take advantage of it. So it was a way for me to to do that and obviously it's it's I've, i haven't stopped wearing it on my right right my right wrist um i have tried both i haven't done it enough to be comfortable with it so i don't race with both but it's definitely something i'm still trying to trying to figure out how to get comfortable with and to do so yeah that's interesting that you say what you what is your right wrist that you broke right yeah see and that was for me that was the more difficult one to get used to the the left one i've been wearing I, I broke my left wrist three times on the third time. I finally got some braces. This was 07. And like, I never even noticed it. The moment I put it on my left wrist, of course I don't ride at your level or anywhere even close to it, but it never bothered me. But the right one did for a couple laps. Like I just had to adjust it, how I turned the throttle. So that's interesting to me that you aren't comfortable with the left one yet. Well, I think it's just cause I haven't put the time in to, yeah. to do it, to do it right. Um, but, um, 
yeah, it's weird. I think the reason why it's comfortable on my right is because the range of motion is kind of locked. You know what I mean? Sure. So I don't really have much range of motion there. And if it goes past there, I do get pain still even. I so, so it really saves me from, um, from going to that point. Right. And that's, what's nice about the brace. Um, I started with the one that locked going down and up mm -hmm. and that's the one that really, really helped me because my pain was going when I would roll off the throttle is when I had pain, which seems kind of weird. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's the motion that actually I needed control with. Um, not so much going up, even though I did have it locked out pretty much when I started. Yeah, that's inter that's cool though. I we appreciate you talking highly on him. You know, Jeff's a buddy of ours and a sponsor of our show. Yeah, Jeff's yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I was just there last or two weeks ago. No, Wednesday, last Wednesday, I had to go to Houston. I'll tell I you. I'll tell you one thing. He takes care of all of us really, yeah. really good, and makes sure we're all we have everything we need. Talks to the gear companies, get the gloves handled, like yeah. everything's organized, and we don't have to worry about much. So he definitely jumps through hoops for i think all most of us that are wearing the brace who race supercross yeah i think you guys might be getting a, a little surprise come vegas i think it sounds like he's trying to get some stuff i don't know if i'm even supposed to say that but he's yeah. trying to get some stuff ready for outdoors <laughs> you for just, you guys you just let the cat out of the bag uh, well, good job if, yeah. if, if i'm in trouble i'm in trouble well, good good talking about the braces brock you know pump, pumped on the, the your year and how things are going ready to see you outdoors i know i think everybody's ready for that at this point and uh we know you're busy so we'll won't take you more of your time but thanks for coming on yeah appreciate the time guys always a pleasure thanks brock absolutely brock all right see you be good bud bye red bull ktm's brock tickle i like hearing stories about the braces because everybody's is at that level they're different i mean yeah. it's usually a wrist brace well it's gonna be i think it'd be cool when we have a ray later because he's only been in it for like two weeks so we'll get a, a yeah. newbie Pro level guy's opinion you on. You think it too. A race tested the limits of those things already? Probably. Other than it ha he had it stolen when his truck got oh, stolen. Oh shit! So. That's <laughs> his right. Truck I got stolen twice. Wait, the same truck or two no? Another truck. truck. I think he got a new truck. Two and different then it trucks. Got all his truck and his and how, how truck and gear, gear got stolen. Oh wow! Yeah. Poor so A. Anyway. But anyways, guys, we're gonna take our commercial break and be back. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you need an amazing deal on a residential or commercial roofing job, or if you just need a new fence, a custom patio, a pergola, or even a new metal building, Five Star Roofing of Texas is who you need to call. Chad Mayo and his crew will knock it out of the park for you just as easily as JS7 blitzes a set of whoops. He even offers a moto discount and is a proud sponsor of our friend, John Short. Chad is a true moto head and does incredible work. So give Five Star Roofing of Texas a call at 214-402-8565 or check them out at www.5starroofingoftexas.com or on Instagram at Five Star Roofing of Texas. And that's the word five, F-I-V-E. So check them out, call Chad Mayo and get a great deal. Tell them Moto X Pod sent you. Dark side here. 
Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welling and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welling and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welling and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. All right, guys, welcome back. Again, big shout-out. Five-star roofing of Texas, MX Girl Designs, All Sport Dynamics, and Shock Socks. Coming up next, we got a pair of guys. Never never had two at once on, uh, I don't think, have we? So, that sounds uh, a little odd there, Mark, yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Anyways, it, uh, from Asterix Knee Braces, I know you've heard of that. Everybody's heard of them. I've had a set of them. I'm sure everybody sitting here has had some great, great products. We're going to have... Randy Ace Vito and Mike Byer. Guys, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Did How I we doing? Did I say that right or no? Ace yeah, Vito. That's good. That's, that's, that's close enough. Jamie's over here trying to get me to say uh, it so, wrong. So, you know, so y'all guys know Jamie, Dark Side, is like the grammar Nazi yes, in our I text am. groups. Like, if you just make a punctuation in the wrong spot, he's got to be the no, smart I one to tell you No, I expect you to know the it. difference between T-O, T-O-O, and T-W-O. I expect it's, it's that. Just this texting. this it's from just the guy texting. who spells Y-O-U with just a U. Well, that's just shortening it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, guys. Right, so let's talk about Asterix. Tell us, uh, what's going on in the world of Asterix? Uh, just a lot of big products been around a long time. Like I said, I used them for many years. <laughs> Need to get another set of them, by the way, Jamie. But uh, talk about what's going on in y'all's world. Well, you know, we got a long history here. This is Mike. Um, you know, back in 1983, Jim Castillo uh, had invented the uh, CTI brace. And that ran for many years. Um, we started up a snowboard program. And from the snowboard program, it uh, led into um, going retail with knee braces. And so along the path of uh, the CTI, it was always difficult to get a knee brace because of the prescriptions that always needed to, to get those. So Jim had the idea of, hey, why don't we make a retail brace and get it into motorcycle shops and try to get it on all these guys so that it's more of a preventative uh, measure. And that started in around 2000. And so from 2000 to 2016, um, the company uh, was running along and it ran into a little hiccup. Uh, myself, I was involved from the early days of 1987. I helped with development of the CTI and uh, the process that the Asterix race is made out of currently. Uh, we had developed it back in those days. So along the path, um, there was a couple hiccups in the road, and uh, we uh, restructured the program. We put it in a larger facility out here in Corona. In the last year and a half, we've been... Uh, pushing back into the amateur uh, program. And uh, Randy and I have been here. Uh, we've, been, we've been buddies for a long time, and 
uh, he's the perfect guy to get out in the field and, and talk to people. And so we're reinventing the wheel. We've also started a composite shop. So we're building other things, other carbon things. And uh, we're also working with uh, making our brace as good as it can be. Yeah, that's, I, I was talking to Jeff Brewer last uh, last week, and uh, he he told me he was telling me about your facility and how amazing it is. Um, so you guys do everything in house, is that correct? We do everything. That's one of the things we pride ourselves on is making it here in USA. Uh, we make it right here in Corona. Everything is made right here. That's so. Cool. Yeah, and that way we also have a good uh, service department too. So if anybody has problems, they can bring in their product. You know, and we can replace the parts that are needed because, again, they're all made here. So, well, and, and without you know, without disparaging any other companies, is there anything that, like, one particular thing that you feel makes Asterisk stand out above the others? Well, we have adjustment for um, lateral arms. Um, a lot of the guys don't have any adjustment for the lateral arms. I'm not saying anything bad about them, right. but I. The, the thing is, is um, we pride ourselves in making sure it's almost like a custom brace. Uh, again, we started with the CTI, so that is a custom brace. And so the asterisk is basically the off-the-shelf version of like a CTI. It's, uh, it's got uh, adjustment um, for all different quads and cows. Um, we have true knee motion. We also have a tibial alignment um, hinge that tracks your... Uh, your tibia all the way through the range of motion. Plus we have full protection on the patella cup all through the range of motion. You know, sometimes you'll hit the handlebars on the top of your leg. Right. And I think the other companies have started to kind of build some of that. We do have patents on everything. Uh, the other thing we have is the anti-rotation tether, um, which uh, again, we have a patent on. It, it attaches to your boots. So if you catch your toe, it kind of, transfers the load through your brace so you're kind of moving your whole leg yeah. um as opposed to just rotating the lower half of your leg which is a common injury in motorcycles well, yeah i'd like um, to i like to interject here about sure. uh, i've been wearing knee braces for many many years and about 10 years ago i came up with this great idea which was a tether to connect my knee brace to my boot so that wouldn't happen and i'm like this is a great idea so then I started buying some stuff, and I made some clips where it, it bolts to the boot, and I'm like, I could actually maybe sell some of these things. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, well, I need to make sure no one else does this. And of course, Asterix does it, and I was all kinds of pissed off. <laughs> I, thought I, had, I thought I had come up with something amazing, and, uh, and y'all already had he, a patent he, he on it. He came up with the Ricky Redneck version of what y'all made. Hey, I, I make them, and I have them on mine, but yeah, unfortunately, I can't sell them. <laughs> Well, you know what? You came up with a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, every, every a day late, a dollar short. Yeah. Well, I personally have never worn any knee braces because they were always outside of my budget. So I'm very excited to uh, get to try my first set here in the near future. I'll say this. I had uh, Asterix for a long time. I wore those out, and somebody gave me a good deal on a competitor's brand. And uh, that'd be a good deal. Yeah, it had to have been. And uh, I wore those for several years. They were real rigid, real brittle, not that comfortable, and ended up uh, breaking my leg. And, and and of course, the braces didn't cause me to break my leg. I would have broke it anyways. But it's just it broke right underneath the bottom of this brace. It was open tip fit fracture. It was a very serious break. And oh, uh, I it scared me off from them. But I've been thinking lately. You know what? I really did like those Asterix braces, and they were comfortable. I never had any problems in those areas. I'm gonna probably switch back to those. I just been wearing knee guards, and I feel a little bit naked out there without any protection on my legs. You know. 
Well, you know, and a lot of the companies now, they do make braces. And I think the fact that um, there's more of that, it's it's almost uh, like nowadays if you go riding and you don't have anything on your knees, it's almost like going riding without a helmet, I think. It's, uh, it's almost a natural thing to put some kind of protection on, whether it's our brand or somebody else's. Um, we pride ourselves with the equity we have in all the testing um, or in the early days with the U.S. ski team. And, uh, you know, coming up with all the, the different dimensions of the brace to kind of capture as much protection as possible. So um, we do pride ourselves in a lot of that. But like I said, there's there's other brands out there. And um, um, as long as you're having something on your leg, I think it's going to help. But I feel that we do have more protection than most. So um, that's kind of what our, our focus and our goal is, is to try to have the best brand uh, with all the the bells and whistles so when you put it on we're comfortable and we can sleep at night knowing that you have good protection absolutely the three of us are all vet riders so you know we all have jobs we got to go to work monday morning protection's a big deal to us yeah so we are all wearing all sport dynamic wrist braces we wear good helmets um you know we i think most of us wear under protectors so any protection we can get is a positive and yeah i i can't wait to uh be officially a rep and be able to start selling these things and get them out there at the track and get people in them. No, that's cool. That's really cool. You know, also too, we have uh, now applied for our medical uh, reimbursement too. So we have a line of products that we call our asterisk medical version. It's oh, nice. similar to the one that we actually sell now, but there is a medical reimbursement on that for, from your insurance. Well, that's so, amazing. I'm gonna get on that yeah. program. I have a set. Yeah. I have a set of prescription um, Breg. I think is how you say it. And I've had yeah, them. For, I've had them for like a six years now. I think it's time for me to. And I Up doubt my insurance is probably gonna do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had knee surgery, and then I have on one. The only problem is, is one of my knees. I have osteoarthritis in. And, oh yeah. And it, my brace is a side loader. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To pull that apart. So I, I may have to go back with some prescription stuff. Um, I would be interested in looking at that because there's been a couple people that have uh, told us that they can kind of unload the brace with the adjustable cuff. Yeah, so it, on the edges. Wouldn't be a bad, be a bad test to, to show your doctor. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that may be something that I could, that I could um, talk to them about. Yeah, no, that's good. So hey, Randy, your uh, your job title, if I'm not mistaken, is athlete support manager. Is that right? Yes, sir. It is. So what what is your day to day? What are your day to day duties? You know who who do you deal with on a regular basis, and what do you do? So on a daily basis, I get here and I work with another guy named Dustin. Dustin pretty much runs the floor here for us, and uh, I just get with him to see if there's any problems. If anybody's turned anything in, if there we have a a return uh, thing here. So people go through RAs. I look at those sometimes to see if, if there's a problem. Um, part of my job for me is I also go to the track quite a bit, and uh, and I do a lot of the R&D here. So oh, nice. with with me, and I, I've worked for Mike for almost 20 years now, for me being able to go to the track, if I find a problem, I can call it into Dustin and tell him, hey, here here's a problem that I've seen a couple times, and we, here's the fix for it, and right away we change it. When, when Mike... Well, Mike goes what's going on for the day. We kind of just sit down at 9 o'clock usually every day, and we just go through a quick run-through of things, and we'll bring it up. Hey, we've seen this a couple times. We made the change. Here's the fix, and this is the best thing we found for the fix. And whatever's here on the floor will change right away before it goes out. And then if the problem comes up, 
we just fix it. You know, usually we fix it for free. It's not not a big deal if it's right. something that we feel that that's uh we're we're always moving forward. And I guess by me going to the track, it makes it it makes it easy for me to be able to make the call to make the change. And uh, and working with Mike all these years, he uh, there's no there's no question about it. I have a lot of hands on, and, and he he uh, he believes in what I say. So everything's there's no red tape. Right. It's one of the best things for me working with Mike and working for this company. Heck yeah, that sounds like a, a job that you look forward to getting up in the morning and going to. <laughs> it actually is. I, yeah. I do. I travel. I travel quite a, quite a lot. I'm I'm sure my wife would like me home a lot more, <laughs> and uh, and I'm sure my kids would like to know me. But at the same time, my kids they you know, it's my kids love racing, so they love going to the track with me when the when the races are here in California and even Arizona and when we have them in Vegas. Uh, I tend to take my family with me, so that right. makes it pretty. It makes it pretty cool for me, and my kids love it. So, well, to change the subject just real quick, I was you know looking at your Instagram the other day, and your son has some kick-ass hair. <laughs> <laughs> Long hair, don't care, dude. Yeah, Absolutely. well, my hair is down to my ass, but it's not curly like his. Man, he's got that. He's got some rock star hair for sure. <laughs> he won't have no problem. He won't have no problems in the ladies' department, will he? No, he doesn't. He uh, he's he's actually a really good kid. Both my kids are really good kids, and they uh, they, they present themselves very well. And I'm very proud, very very proud of both of them. So it's he's a good kid. Yeah, but the long hair, he's definitely uh, he's definitely got long hair. Right man. on. That's awesome. So getting back to Asterix, so um, what's what's the future hold? I hear you doing a lot of of extra, like like where you're building carbon composite for other, I guess other companies and stuff like that. But for Asterix itself, as far as the braces, as far as y'all's future plans what do we well, see coming down the road well we're working on a few different things um obviously more composites uh uh for other companies outside of the motorcycle industry we've been working on a few things um at the same time we're trying to take that technology and bring it back into the brace so that we can have a lighter simpler brace uh, maybe a little smaller a couple different lines of them we like our current line We'd also like to make a smaller line. We're also focusing on the kids quite a bit. We have a, an actual kids brace right now that's out, and a lot of the kids are, are using it. Um, we're going to make a smaller one, and we're going to make one that kind of is a transition product also into more of the adult brace. Um, again, fully adjustable, lightweight, hinge motion, extension stops. Um, and we'll work with different materials on that. Some of the guys um, out there are injection molding some of those. Um, we kind of like to stay with the composites, so we're going to probably work with a, a nice, cool carbon fiber uh, frame that's light and small, um, maybe something even thermal moldable uh, so you could heat it up and move it around a little bit so if it doesn't fit fit your son or something like that, then uh, or daughter, I guess. Right. Um, then uh, you know you can kind of adjust it a little bit that way. So those are some things we're we're working on. So more of the kids market, and then um, we want to make uh, a few that are almost on the custom side a little bit as well. Um, I kind of mentioned the CTI and and the company uh, Oser had purchased Innovation Sports back in I think 2003, and that spun us off of their their program. Um, but I think having a product, uh, sometimes you, you can target an off-the-shelf product, but maybe it's only going to hit 85% of the people out there, and maybe those 15% we can hit with custom customization. So we're working on that as well. Um, cool. we, we just want to have everything available to everybody out there from, from a low end and a high end and uh, you know uh, try, to, try to build the best protection we can 
for for whatever the price range is that we need to be in. Heck yeah, that's awesome. So hey, before we let you go, um, who you know how, who are the top athletes right now wearing your braces? And do you have athletes in other sports outside of motocross, supercross? Absolutely. Right now, Plessinger is one of our guys for sure. And he's, as you know, he's he's the red plate holder right now. So yeah, yeah boy, that's, that's that's one of our top guys. Real great guy to work with. Great guy to hang out with. Um, both Entic Naps, we deal with those guys quite a bit. I know you guys do too. We love them. They're great. Yep. Tyler's coming on next. Yep, we yeah, we got him following Yeah, he's a great guy. Alex, Alex Ray, I'm going to see he's on there soon too. Alex Ray's yeah. another one yeah, of our Al guys. Alex is on after Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, it, the brace comes down to everybody. From I got, I got women that use them from jet skiing, guys that use them in jet skiing, to base jumpers. The snowboarders, uh, I Matt Hoffman uses them. He's a big, I, I mean, everybody knows the condor. Oh, yeah, Matt. Matt Hoffman is, he's a legend. Yeah, if you don't know Matt Hoffman, then I don't know what to tell you. But, <laughs> but, but Matt Hoffman, not only is he a brace, uh, wrist brace user, but he's also uh, the, uh, the knee brace. I'm actually working with three surfers right now that are actually trying this stuff out. And here in California, everybody knows where the wedge is, and they're uh, – I actually got a buddy of mine's photographer for ocean stuff, and he's actually working with me on three different guys that are that are testing it now that uh, already seem to like it. And one of them is an older guy, and, and he's stoked that he can get back in the uh, water to actually be on the on his board again. I was going to ask that, uh, kind of a good segue into what I was going to ask about. Do you notice that your braces, like we're all vet riders, I've got bad knees from years of racing and, and that kind of stuff. Do you... Do y'all notice um, like more vet riders, you know, going out buying the braces, or is it the younger guys? I'm, and that, I mean, my my son wears knee braces and always has, um, but I was just kind of curious about that. I I got kids I got kids from six years old that are wearing it, and we we uh, we brace you know we change the padding on the inside. We we uh, that's the best, that's one of the good things about doing everything here too is that. We have all that stuff, so I have a we have a sewing room here. I can change straps. There's, oh, wow. a, there's so much I can do, and if someone gives me the circumference of their leg, I can make the straps and send it to them anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. And no. then and then for the vet part of it, it it uh it honestly it's every range every age group that you can possibly think of. I we have people in the brace absolutely. A lot of skiers too. Um, a lot of the heli skiers up in Alaska. In fact, even some of the the helicopter programs there, they uh, they all have our product on. They say jumping out of the helicopter into the powder, it really gives them that extra confidence. So that's uh, kind of a cool thing as well. That sounds awesome. I've never I've never got to snow ski or snowboard, but jumping out of a helicopter to do anything sounds pretty amazing. Yeah, if you ever need testing of that, you need somebody to go out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, who would probably hurt themselves, I'll go do that. Yeah, jump out of the helicopter <laughs> in the snow. I'm in. And it and it's it's uh, it's cool. Like I said, the 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 base jump. We have a base jump girl, and her biggest thing for us was the knee braces fit her. They're really comfortable. But we make a zero G pants that she puts on first, and then she covers the knee brace. The knee brace goes on, then it covers the actual knee brace. Oh, okay. And for her, it's a big deal. And the reason why I brought that up is one, the comfort, and two, the big thing is is you can't have any of those cords get hung up on a on a knee brace. That would be bad. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's a huge thing for a lot of our base jumpers that those zero G pants help them out quite a bit. So 
Did, didn't you guys used to make a uh, like a, a special knee brace like pan or sock that pulled up over the brace and held it and held it in, in place? That's 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 the zero G pan. That's and the yeah, same I, one. Okay, yeah. yeah we Kiefer it, loves everybody those buys those things. We everybody loves those things. They're great. Yeah, Chris Kiefer's talked about them a bunch. Well, I'll tell yeah. you yes, what. You when go. I get when I get my set of braces ordered, I got to get a set of those too. Right. Yeah, you got to make sure you get. You, know, you just hook him up with those and keep make sure Chris Kiefer has plenty because he has to sell those things for you. He talks he does talk about all the time. No, seriously, Kiefer, he swears by those things. And, yep. I, I, you know, some people, I, I talk to him about it, and they're, well, I'm not sure. And, and uh, when they try it, they'll call you back and be like, I can't believe how great these pants are. These are like, these are, <laughs> these are the things. So, yeah. yeah, we constantly sell those things. Wow, awesome, guys. Well, I'll tell you what, I love the excitement level we hear from you guys. I love, you have a great product. Things are going awesome. I look forward to getting a set. Great. Thanks. Absolutely, thanks. yeah. Thanks for having us here, too, uh, tonight. It's good. It's cool. Uh, we have a lot of fun, and we enjoy the sports that we're in. So, yeah, it's, it's Yeah, you good. can tell. Yeah, yeah. y'all's enthusiasm doesn't lie. Like, you could tell you guys love your job and love what you do, and that's that's awesome to see. That's good. Thank you. That's hey cool. guys, we yeah. know y'all are busy. We'll let you get back to it. But thanks for coming on tonight. And please, we'd love to have you on again in the future. Yeah, no problem. Just let us know ahead of time. We'll work it all out. And uh, I, like Mike said, I really do appreciate this. And uh, it was really cool being on the show. Really appreciate it. Well, yeah, it thanks a lot, guys. Pleasure, a lot. pleasure talking to y'all yeah. guys. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, take care. All right thanks. Yep. Randy Ace Vito and Mike Byer from asterix knee braces asterix does make a badass product straight up they do and yeah uh, i remember back in the day when cti and asterix were like like not everybody had knee braces the only other thing was like the evs had these big giant bulky ones and yeah. i had those that's like that's all i could afford i had a pair of those once and didn't and i'd see long. guys with those asterix and and you're just like man i wish i could afford those i things. forget who i got mine <laughs> from but i had a set for a while that i got from a pro rider and uh he wasn't wearing it was from jason langford and he wasn't wearing them anymore and he had not worn them once or twice so i just got them from him and they just happened yeah. to fit around i wore them for several years awesome. this so be I, my first time ever wearing them they're good now they'll take some getting used to because it's right a little here. bit but it won't be that. but yeah. the asterisks are let less than any of them they're but good you, maybe it's not you talked about how picky you are with stuff like it took you a minute with your braces like the first time i wore uh a uh, neck brace, wrist brace. It takes me a couple minutes. So I, and like, I don't have to break boots in. I just put them on, and I feel comfortable. Yeah, right boots away. aren't a problem for me either. I can so wear boots. I'm in hoping whenever. that the braces won't. One thing it'll also help you with the braces also is the little bit of. With some people, I've heard them say this: the little bit of extra, like thickness, makes it easier to hold on to the bike because yep. you don't. You know, what I mean, it makes yeah, it easier yeah, to squeeze. Squeeze the, easier. Squeeze That's the cool. Bike. They yeah. say that for sure. And uh, I tell you what, I really I, after I switched from Asterix to the other company, I was I regretted it and I wish but I'd already bought them and I was going to see that through you know that investment through and I wish I had what do you mean you you buy stuff all the time and then sell it you just turn around the next day not not a big ticket price like that no (laughs) sir no uh uh so it uh, plus I got such a hell of a deal on I'm like well I'm not going to get discount deal on anything else at the time I wasn't balling so well i'm not now either but (laughs) we gotta call tyler uh yeah Yeah. quick break be back with the seven deuce trace All right, guys, we're going to get to our third guest. Man needs no introduction. He's been on here a few times. Very popular in the pits, the Seven Deuce Trace, Tyler Intignap. Tyler, what up, man? 
What up, guys? <laughs> glad to be back. Hey, glad, glad to have you back, man. Oh, how you guys doing? We're doing, doing good, good man. man. How are you feeling? I'm feeling actually really good. I um uh, I did a bicycle ride today. About to go fish in the mall. You know, <laughs> just living the life. That's what's so, up. You're you're two weeks into physical therapy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how's that going? How's it feeling? You know, I mean, is it, how's the pain? Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, like you said, two weeks into physical therapy, I've been going on like three times a week because, um, that's what like kind of like the doctor or and everything's been going really good. Um, no pain like whatsoever, nice. and I've been mainly trying to get my range of motion back and just to loosen up all the scar tissue. And just kind of like the trauma of the surgery right now, and just try to break all that down and just get it smooth again. Like I can't even like I can't really cross my legs right now just because like my hips are so stiff. But I've been working on it and just trying to get my flexibility back mainly. I can't really start doing any strength yet. I'm about two weeks out about like actually like doing weighted stuff. But right now it's just kind of bands and body weight stuff right now. But it's been going really good. Yeah, I remember when I had my knee surgery, then going through them, bending my knee, like this little, sweet little nurse would like bend my knee to where it touches, like, I guess my thigh, or my, my heel yeah. touched my thigh, and I wanted to punch her right in her face. <laughs> 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 but no, they did good. Yeah. That, that, that I've been through it too, man. It's tough, but it's worth it. That physical yeah, therapy yeah. is important. Yeah, no, exactly. And too, like right now, it's like, I got to stay. I got to take a t- step back because I'm like feeling good. I'm like, oh right. yeah, I can go mountain biking. I can do this, and it's just like, no, no, no. You still got to mellow out. You're still hurt. You know, I got to keep on taking step backwards a little bit to you know move forward, so I don't jump the gun too early. Yeah, definitely take take your time with that, man. We want to see you back sooner than later. Yeah, no, exactly. And you know, I don't want to mess anything up that's gonna you know hurt me you know longer down the stretch. So. That's always in play too. Well, I asked you this in St. Louis, and uh, you know, I asked you if you thought about riding any outdoors. That was a few weeks ago. Yeah. Where's your head at right now with that? Honestly, like my head is just you know Thursday riding back. So like I think they want me riding. They said that I could be riding by beginning of June. So that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm thinking, um, as far as like outdoors goes, maybe. You know, if something presents itself where I can get, like, traveling and stuff, because that's when mainly all the East Coast rounds, but I'm not really counting on that. Um, Just as of right now, like, where my head's at is just get back on the bike, get some solid moto time in, you know, get my moto muscles back together, ride, and then maybe do some local stuff down south, like at REM, like Island, and just, you know, a few local races just to get back in the swing of things, but nothing major. Sure. Yeah, and then... This winter, there'll be plenty of like small arena crosses you can go make some money at and hit up and get get some drop, gate drops. Yeah, no, actually, I was thinking, I was talking to my boy Shane Doyle, and um, you guys, I guess there in Texas, have some good money races that I was interested in. Yep. I could get a bike or something like that. So that's in play too, you know, later in the summer. Oh, definitely. Come down here, man. We'll put you, we'll give you a place to stay. There's one right here where we live. It's pretty good. When, yeah. when is the pro challenge? In September? September, or yeah. It's like a fifty thousand yeah, dollar pro purse. I yeah, think. it's a big pro purse, man. Yeah, no, that's what you were saying. So I, you know, I, you never know. You might see me in Texas. You know, yeah, I just sure. got to figure out the bike. 
I can always bring my suspension, but I got to figure out a bike over there. So, well, just let let us know because we got hookups with the tracks, with underground, with all different places. We'll that figure. We can, we can help you figure that we out. Can figure yeah. it out. All right. Well, let's figure it out, guys. <laughs> well, you got to get back on the bike and get back. Yeah, get you back healthy first. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I'll be back. Um, yeah, my plan right now is just beginning of June is when my you know when I'm get cleared to ride. So. I'm just waiting until then and just keep on bicycling, training, do my yoga and fishing. And foam roll. Yeah, and fishing. Are you any I good love... at that fishing stuff? Dude, I'm the best there is, bro. <laughs> better than Mookie? Oh, way better than Mookie. <laughs> I outfished him at his own pond. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love I, cannot, it. I can't catch a fish. I mean, if my family's livelihood depended on me catching fish, we would starve. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I, go to, I go down to the restaurant, and I order the number one fried catfish, shows up. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> two minutes later, I have it. It's getting deep oh. in here. Yeah, yeah, no, if you guys hang out with me, you guys would be feasting on fish, no problem. But my, my son is that way. He loves fishing. They, him and all of his buddies – out there that all train together they all are like as soon as they're done fishing i mean as soon as they're done training they're all picking up fishing poles going fishing it's, it's a weird moto thing i don't know what's going yeah, on a lot of people do i think it's just a good way to kick relax. back relax you know enjoy and you like still like being outside but you're not having to you know kill yourself yeah, while you're out exactly. there yeah no it's totally like a zen thing i i find a lot of peace doing it and just relaxing and too it's like completely opposite of moto you know yeah. like trying to catch a fish that you can't see that you can't control and you put on some artificial lure that might work and you're just kind of guessing and nothing's precise and it's fun i never thought about it that way no yeah, I hadn't. yeah. that's awesome so uh -huh. hey tyler um since you've been injured you know here towards the the last part of the season you've been helping your brother out wrenching for him go you know being moral support yeah uh, I know you love being with your brother, but is it difficult being there and not riding, or do you kind of are you able to put that on the back burner burner to support uh, Adam? Um, you know, I'll be completely honest. This weekend in Seattle, it was super easy. <laughs> <laughs> not racing. I was like, ah, oh, you know, Adam, you got this one, bro. This is one of those weekends where I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You know? But, um, you know, I really miss St. Louis and Indianapolis because I love those tracks and I love Supercross all around. And, you know, I just miss racing, you know, and, you know, racing out there with my brother and practicing is pretty much what I mainly miss is this, you know, the week-to-week -week grind and stuff like that. And, too, um, it just sucks, you know, not being with the homies and not riding during the week mm -hmm. and just being limited and stuff like that, you know. But it, honestly, it's been so much fun mechanicing for my brother and helping him like make main events and see his, his success and you know and see how much I help into his program and how much that I can bring to it. And it's actually been fun in that aspect. But you know, my heart is into racing, and I wouldn't want anything else but to be out there racing every weekend, especially with my brother. Yeah, I can imagine. So I, and I saw on your Instagram that you guys missed, uh, was it the LCQ by 10 seconds? Making yeah. So, yeah. Tell us that what happened. Great. Cause the three of us were actually at a local race that night. So we were, we didn't get to watch the race live and I actually still haven't seen the heats or the LCQ. Tell yeah. us what happened. So what happened was, so we smoked a clutch and practice, but we didn't smoke it too bad. It was just kind of burnt a little bit. So I put a new clutch in for heat one or heat two where we were in. And 
So the track was just totally, completely annihilated, mm -hmm. as you guys know. Um, and about three laps into heat two, he was, like, rolling on the side of the track, and his bike, like, just completely stopped and was just, like, steaming and overheated. And he stuck on, like, the middle of the track on heat two with, like, I think it was only, like, a lap and a half or two laps to go or something. So we are like, fuck, all right. I think we um, just – we just pretty much smoothed the clutch and we didn't really know how bad it was. But the problem is, is when you're in a mud race and your bike doesn't go forward, when you push it or when you try to push it, it just collects more mud. And then two, um, the chain got stuck around the sprocket because we were pushing it and it didn't have enough momentum to fling off all the mud. So it took us forever to get the bike off the track and rolling again. Yeah. Get back to the pits that we I only had probably like, I would say like two or three minutes to do a clutch. And I put that thing in like straight NASCAR, Joe Gibbs racing style. And he rode it back up to the line and the gate dropped and AMA wouldn't let him back on the track because he showed up late and it was just a bummer deal. Yeah, that sucks, man. But hey, I mean, what do you do, right? You got to get the clutch put yeah. in there, and it's still it's, a pretty cool story. It's an awesome story, but I'm sure it yeah, sucked. I'm sure it was. It's better. It's more fun to tell well, it than it was to live it. You know? Yeah, no, exactly. And dude, guys, I swear on my life, I have never seen a clutch as black as this clutch <laughs> out of this bike. You should have. Oh, my. God. You should have just taken it to tell him to just fold that clutch lever up or whatever during that deal. Yeah. Quit smoking on no, that thing. He smoked like this clutch was so smoked that the basket and the hub and the pressure plate was all different colors, bro. It looked like <laughs> Hey, you may want to replace that. Yeah, yeah it's time, yeah. <laughs> time to replace that. Well, yeah, hey, I, if nothing else, he'll have a fresh clutch in there for next week. That's know? right. I mean, <laughs> no, well, actually, we pulled out. We actually um, totally dropped the motor and everything at the end of the night because when the heat, when you have that much heat on that side, we yeah. were thinking, you know, main bearing, everything got that, you know, that much heat into it, and right. it's going to go later. So we just dropped the motor, going to replace a whole bunch of stuff. And then um, get a. We're gonna put a brand new motor in for um, Minneapolis this weekend. So he'll Sweet. be a good pick for fantasy then. Brand yeah. new motor, ready it's to go. Triple crown too. So hell yeah, yeah. Got it. You know, and he qualified fifteenth. He, my boy, was ripping. Yeah, he was. <laughs> hey, we we always like to know where the the inting naps are. Yeah, always. <laughs> we pay attention to that. Hell so, yeah. Is that Tokyo Mods that does all that work for you guys? Yeah, yeah. Tokyo Mods does um all the inner, you know, the inner motor stuff and helps Addy tremendously with the bike and stuff like that. He couldn't do it without them for sure. How much? How much mechanical knowledge do you have? I mean, I, I've I've watched you do a lot of work on Adam's bike at St. Louis, but I mean, how much can you actually do? Can you can you split cases and do internal work? Uh, I've never done. As far as I've done was um dropped it down to like the cylinder and did a top end right. but i've never split the cases but addy addy split the cases about three or four times on his old 12s and stuff but you know it's just after you i think you know after you know the basis of mechanics and you can you know read a manual mm -hmm. like correctly and stuff like that it's just a whole bunch of parts there you go i like that theory yeah well yeah my son is training all the time and, and totally going through the motors. So I had to put a piston in his 18 
uh, this yeah. week, this weekend, and I made oh. him do it. Um, he's, oh, he's 17 years old, and I sat back and said, you have questions? Ask me, but I'm not doing it for you anymore. I'm tired of this. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, no, I think, honestly, I'm like blown away on some of these kids who don't know their bike and stuff like that, but as far as my mechanicing skills go, I can't touch, I can't do anything suspension except for clickers. I know I have some knowledge on like bike setup and stuff like that. And then internals, I can, you know, change a stator. I can do a clutch, inner hub, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Anything external, I got freaking cool. dialed. I'll nut and bolt your bike like crazy. <laughs> Grips and graphics. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And make sure it's just dialed from that aspect. But anything internal, we'll just let Tokyo Mods handle they're the professionals in that yeah, aspect. Yeah, I heard so. that. I heard that. I need a uh, I need a uh, idle speed adjuster for an 06 CRF 450. You got any of those laying around? 06? Oh, damn. Yeah, I snapped mine for Saturday night trying to adjust. It was super cold, and uh-huh. I couldn't keep the bike running, so I was trying to turn the idle speed up, and the wire on that thing broke. Well, the problem mm-hmm. is is he has a fuel-injected 450, yeah. and it's pretty and sitting there, and it was kind of a mud race. We kind of had our own. Yeah, he wanted yeah, to ride our own, own bike. So he, so he only rode his old bike. He didn't want to get his other one dirty. Yeah, it was pretty. Oh, I, I rode the new bike in the race. I just didn't want to ride it Dude, in practice. Dark, it was... d- dark side money, bro. Dark oh, side money. Dark side money there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm loaded, Tyler. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a diva, bro. Diva. Hey, I, I believe it, bro. You should have seen how he was rolling at St. Louis. Oh, <laughs> I, I've been to the race with him. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to find food from JGR. Anybody that would feed me. Rolling. Whatever, man. You had, to, you had to bum a room from Daniel. Yeah, I, I stayed in Daniel Blair's room. Like on the floor. He didn't like, have at to the, bum at the food. the foot of the bed on the floor. He didn't have to bum no food from JGR. Buddy Antonez already told him it was cool. He's lying. <laughs> well, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't have any money. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, but uh, no, man. I so so first part of June is is the uh, ETA back on the bike then? Yeah. No. Exactly. As of right now, you know, if I I don't see anything changing majorly, so ETA is June for sure. So Anaheim one, two thousand nineteen, Seven Deuce oh. Trace makes his first main or his first yeah first main event. Hey, you better believe it, bro. Hey, dude, we were in the press box at Houston this year. Yeah. You were oh. damn close to that one. We were both flipping shit in the press box. I know. <laughs> dude, I, I was super close. If I didn't mess up that rhythm section, you know, don't I can't take anything away from Tedder because he was ripping that night. Yeah. But if I if I were to ice the rhythm section, the yep. uh, one right after I passed Tedder, I think I would have gave Tedder a run for his money because I think I only had like a lap after that. So right, no, I agree for sure. But uh, look, we look for big things from you in the future, bud. Oh yeah, hey, thank you guys. Hey man, uh, have a good night. Come on anytime. Yeah. We it, we probably enjoy talking to you more than we do anybody. Don't tell anybody else that, but <laughs> it is what it is. So hey man, yeah. seven deuce trace, always a pleasure, bud. Hell yeah, hey, thank you guys once again. I love being on. Hopefully, maybe I can come into studio when I come out to Texas in September. Hey, we'll get yeah, back. Plan. We'll get back to you on that too by helping you get set up. Yep. All right. All right hey, later. that'd be much appreciated. Thanks, for, Tyler. For sure, buddy. All right. Hey, you guys have a good one. You, you too, too, man. Later. Yeah. Bye.
All right, guys, welcome back. We're going to get to our final guest of the evening, Pulp MX Cycle Trader, Rock River Yamaha's Alex motherfucking Ray. Hey, Ray, what up, man? Uh, not much, boys. I uh, just run a few errands. Had a pretty long day today, uh, you know, training-wise, but uh, we're done now. So, uh, yeah, time to talk to you guys, you freaking big Texas dudes, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it, man. East Texas. That's it, dude. That's it. Now, A Ray, we got to get to the to the to the bottom of this story. What what, what happened? Uh, what's the truck situation? What's what's happening, bro? The fucking thing is gone, dude. Is this the second one? Yeah, it's the second one. Well, the first one was like, um, uh, it was um my old mechanic Derek Rankin. Um, yeah. His it it was his like he bought it for me, and um. And, you know, but I, I mean, he was pretty much just renting the truck from me. I would say like I was still paying the insurance and everything, the insurance and everything was still in my name. Right. All, all that. And then, uh, and then, yeah, it gets stolen, uh, from, you know, somewhere in Temecula, you know, over there by KTM and everything. And, uh, yeah, it turns up like some dudes smoking meth in it, <laughs> joy riding it. Oh man. It like, there was like there was a gun in there, like Jeez. like weed, meth. Did you get to keep the gun? No, dude, I didn't keep none of it. Like I told, I just called insurance. I was like, dude, this truck is jacked. They joy rode it. They went mudding in a oh. Ford Ranger, two wheel drive Ford Ranger. Like it <laughs> destroyed it. So, well, and yeah, they, whatever. It, like you know, like the thing was destroyed, and then a couple weeks go by, whatever. Like you know, get all that you know, sort it out. And then, uh, I come out of, uh, my apartment to go for a road bike ride and look for my truck. And it's not here <laughs> from the, um, from the same place with where the bikes. Uh, in the... No, 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 no. Oh. Really different. I'm in Corona. I'm in a gated community here, but I, it's, it's my fault. Like I'm an idiot. I left the freaking keys in the ignition. Oh, no. oh man. Yeah. Like I'm an idiot. So, so yeah, like, yeah, it's my bad. Whatever. But it, and all your gear was in the truck too. Yeah, my gear bag, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff mm. was in there. They find this truck? Nope, they ain't found it. I ain't heard nothing. I ain't heard anything yet. Jeez, wow. that's gut. That's dude. bad luck. Yeah, that's man. gut wrenching. That's bad luck, dude. Yeah, it is. But you know, it happens. I guess to the best of us. Well, it happens out there here in Texas. We can. We don't have to take keys out. Yeah, my dad was looking up some stats. Apparently, that truck like. 32,000 Chevy Silverados get stolen a year <laughs> or something. Like, I don't know. It's something crazy, but yeah, like, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, Hey man, how did, how do you feel after, uh, Seattle? Uh, defeated. Disappointed. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, I was off the bike for six weeks, you know, like I didn't touch a motorcycle, nothing, you know, and I was really limited on what I could do because of course I hurt my leg and my wrist, you know, but, uh, I cycled as much as I could, you know, like staying within like my threshold of pain, you know, or, or going backwards, um, recovery wise. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was tough, definitely, you know, being off the bike that long and then sort of just jumping back into racing. But, uh, we got a long ways to go, but we're getting there pretty quick. So, I'm just stoked to be back at the races. What a what a hell of a way to come back at uh, Seattle with those conditions. Yeah, man. Like it was it was tough, you know. Uh, yeah, and I 
I pride my clutch. I was clutch happy in the LCQ, <laughs> and you know, like I don't know. Yeah. Was Was there a point like when you first get in there and all that kind of stuff where you thought maybe I'll just come back next week? Yeah, I was, I was wondering if you told Christina. Um, I think I need another week. Well, no. I mean, honestly, like she she just wanted me, you know, to do it. She's like, hey, if you don't feel comfortable racing, you know, that's fine. We can, you know, pack it in right now. Like I don't. I mean, this was at the beginning of the day, so, like, I mean, after the first practice, she's like, if you feel any, like, if you're hurting, if you don't feel, like, comfortable, whatever, just pull off, and you're fine, like, don't worry about it, like, we understand all that, you know, so that was good, you know, and, uh, but all that's out the window, next weekend, I gotta, I gotta freaking go. You gotta send it. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta send it next weekend. Because I'm picking you for the... I'm picking you in fantasy. Yeah. You know how important that is. Oh gosh, that's ballsy. That's ballsy. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was. Well, just, I got to see what your handicap hey, is A-Ray, first. A Ray is not scared to send it though. No, never, <laughs> never scared, never scared. Yeah, so you know, we of course know you from being on Pulp so much, and we we're all big Pulp fans. We love Mathis, and he busts your balls constantly. All the time. But it seems like there's some legit- legitimacy to some of the, the jokes and stuff with you going out for practice at your local track and going backwards, I believe, the wrong direction. Yeah, I did do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I'm an idiot. Okay, it's just bottom line, I'm an idiot. So, uh, <laughs> I didn't know. Well, the last time I rode Milestone was last summer, and, uh, and yeah, they changed it and went backwards. So whenever I pulled out there, the, the track looks exactly the same. Like, the straightaway's in the exact same spot and everything. So I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'll just hop on the track, you know. And then all of a sudden, I look up, and there's, like, dudes coming at me. I'm like, okay, so whatever. Uh, I just turn around. What? I, and then I have Supercross suspension on my bike, let me remind you. Yeah. Which is very stiff. And I hit a big, dry dirt clock. Okay. Shot <laughs> me left, and I fell over. Okay. That's what happened. That that's good stuff though. It just seems like those, you know, like uh, like filthy has the black cloud, and a ray has the caddy wampus. I guess. Yeah, I'm just, uh, dude. Oh my gosh. And and do I, you think about that? Like, as soon as you fall down, do you go, I'm gonna hear about this on pole. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like I like somebody. I swear someone's watching me, and over oh, damn. Like this shit didn't happen to me back in Tennessee. I could do all the stupid shit I wanted to, but <laughs> there was no one that was there. It was just me and like. Yeah, my buddy. You know, I mean, yeah, they would laugh, but yeah, I don't. It's nothing like social media wise, where like everybody just blows you out about skiing being sketchy. Well, you have well, like fifty people who retweet it. As they say, with uh, w- there's a price with fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's soon terrible. As soon as Mathis takes notice of you, it, all your business gets put out there. <laughs> so as yeah. the as the outdoors come and and everything pushes back this way, are you going to come back out to the east? Uh, no, I mean, I'm going to stay West. Um, I'm still sort of trying to figure out what I'm doing for the summer. Um, I want to race. I'm probably going to end up racing the outdoors, uh, on my own. Right. uh, But yeah, you know, we'll just have to let it play out, you know, and see what I'm allowed to do sort of funds wise and and stuff like that, you know, because obviously I was hurt for a long time and, you know, but, uh, but yeah, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. So you're, you're, you're full-time West coast now, huh? Dude, I'm Corona living, bro. <laughs> like, Old Town Temecula, 951. Like, party, no. party in Temecula, no. bro. No, man. 
no no Temecula stuff for me. I mean, I've been, I've been, I've definitely had my time out there, but but uh, I I try to stay, I try to stay up here and keep out of trouble. Good deal, man. Well, Good hey, deal. Alex. So, you know, you you had the injury, of course, but overall, your Supercross season was an improvement, I believe. How do you yeah. feel about your your season up to the injury? Uh, honestly, like the first five rounds were like a breeze, man. It was like everything was clicking off so well, except for Phoenix. I was so sick of Phoenix. Oh mm-hmm. my God. I thought I, I, thought I was going to die. I was so sick. But, uh, other than, other than that, like the, the season was going super well. Like everybody was pumped. The whole team was pumped. Um, yeah, I mean, I sort of bummed. I didn't get like a top 15 yet, but mm-hmm. I mean, the season's not over. I mean, obviously I lost a lot of fitness and, and stuff like that. Just sort of like, I don't know, riding as well. Like I, I sort of second guess myself sometimes now, you know, with just with my wrist being, you know, still hurt and, and stuff like that. But I still want to do well. Um, but yeah, like the season so far, like even with the injury, it's a plus. As right. long as I, as long as I keep progressing and getting better each year, you know, I'm hoping that I could land on a pretty good team, you know, if I follow the process and, and keep doing what I'm doing. So well, you, you just spoke about you know your wrist and 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 where it's at. Uh, you recently started wearing the All Sport Dynamic braces. How many chances do you get to uh, wear that before it got stolen? Uh, well, actually, luckily, um, I called Jeff like right after um, it happened. I was like, "Hey, man, like I got a race this weekend, and I don't feel comfortable right riding without my wrist brace. Is there anything we could do?" and you know, he, you know, he helped me out a bunch, you know, so, um, he helped me, I got another wrist brace and I haven't rode without it yet. Yeah. And, and you feel, did you feel comfortable right away in it? Oh yeah. 100% right away. Like it's super comfortable. Like, you know, it's easy to, uh, adapt to and you know, everything. Like it's yeah. super comfy. I told you, you those know. things were awesome. Oh yeah. I've been wearing them since yeah. 07. So, and I, I wore the off the shelf plastic ones which were a lot different than what you have but i, I love that thing yeah they're good man oh, i've enjoyed them too heck yeah man like they're they're great and i got that nice little blue on there with the a-ray there you go that's cool all that yeah he was yeah. he was remaking it wednesday when i went through there last week so oh nice yeah um so what do you, you you've improved obviously we talked about that a second ago this year what part of your program do you think um has helped you improve the most since last year Man, honestly, all of it, every everything flips upside down. Like I changed pretty much everything. You know, I changed, uh, I changed my diet. I got, uh, of course, Davey. He's riding my programs on the bike, and, you know, and he was like, you know, sort of my training partner preseason, you know, before he got hurt. Right. And then, uh, you know, I I got a new trainer named Pablo Tribio. Uh, he used <laughs> to train with, he used to train with James and, uh, you know, James Stewart and a few of the other top guys. You know, so. Like he obviously knows his stuff, and uh, and yeah, and then also you know, dude, the Cycle Trader Rock Rubber team—they're so great. They they pretty much lay it all out there, and everything's so organized to where all I have to do is show up to the track and do what I'm supposed to do. And uh, and yeah, like I didn't have that coming in last year, and you know, this year it, it was just uh, it was just all up to me, you know. And you know, I put the work in preseason. You know, we had a good boot camp. And, uh, 
and yeah, man, it was, it was everything just started clicking. Yeah, Obviously, awesome. well, I hate shit, but you know, hey, that happens. That well, that, that's awesome though. I mean, we you know, again, as we are all pulp fans, we really love to support the pulp quote unquote pulp riders, you know, and you and Adam, and it's awesome to see you making the mains and and improving because you know we want to see you guys make top tens and and just continue to improve oh yeah at this point everybody's a guy he's like he's expected every week and he's that guy now i love seeing you take that step that's awesome man yeah yeah man i appreciate it thank you yeah and it's been a really real quick like turnaround for you from what was it a year and a half or two years ago where it was privateer island the cattywampus thing the and just kind of barely making it to races and races it's been a really quick turnaround yeah, man, like, uh, it's it's turned around for the better, you know. It's I personally think that, you know, it's changing up my program a little bit and uh, having that good mindset, you know, because, I mean, I've been working with a guy. His name is Brian McDonald. I've been working with him since I turned pro. And, uh, you know, he's sort of he's sort of my mental coach and everything, and and he, he really helps me see, you know, what I can't, you know, like on my own. You know? Yeah. He's sort of, yeah, he helps me. He helps me out with that a lot, and he comes to the races, and then we break down some video and and stuff like that. So, well, you're yeah, definitely investing back into your own future, I guess oh, you'd say. Dude, yeah, man, I have zero funds. All time. <laughs> you want to talk about broke? You can check my bank account. There's all the only thing in my bank account's got in is dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's why the the privateer. Uh, title is still in debate i guess oh yeah you're not a privateer yeah. i mean no i mean i have a, i have a great bike um you know i mean i have a great team no salary but right. uh you know i mean hey it's a stepping stone it's better than driving to the races and being on your own and absolutely and being fan. so i mean hey you know hey if, a... if people don't call me a privateer that's fine i'm still broke <laughs> Well, hey, man, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. So you're doing good. What a great team, great organization over there. Love going over oh, yeah. and talking to them. And uh, yeah, looking forward to more big things coming from you, dude. Yeah, yeah, same. I hope so. Well, Alex, before we let you, <clears throat> excuse me, before we let you go, I want to ask you, uh, you know, last year, at the end of last year, you were at the OzFest the night after I was. Yeah. Is that the kind of music you're into? Man, actually, it's my old mechanic, Derek Rankin, the guy who I, you know, sold the truck to. It's his music, but I've sort of gotten into it. I mean, hey, like, they had, what? Well, who'd they have? They had uh, Goat Whore. They had Marilyn Manson. They had all kinds of shit. Yeah, I think like, Rob Zombie was there that night, I think. Yeah, oh, Rob Zombie was great that night, too, man. Like, yeah. I, I, was, was, I only got to see sick. Ozzy. Oh, yeah. But it was pretty sick, man. Like, I mean, it obviously it opened my eyes to some, you know, something different. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I like all genre. I like I like every type of music, so it, it doesn't bother me a bit. Cool. And, uh, yeah. Well, so. right. Hey, Alex, I really appreciate you uh, you coming on. You know, I know you're a you're a pulp guy, and but I appreciate you giving the Moto X Pod a little bit of time. And you've oh, definitely yeah. been super cool to myself and Mark when we saw you at the at Houston and uh, Dallas. Dallas. Too. That was really cool. So I, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, man, no problem. Anytime. All hey, right, man. Good, good luck with the rest of the season. Glad to see you back on the bike, and uh, look forward to look forward to seeing what happens this summer as well, man. I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. All right, Alex. Have hey, a good one, Alex. Take care, man. All right, you too. Sure, sure. A Ray ninety one. Good stuff. Well, hey guys, 
We had a contest. Yeah, we did. And we need to announce the winner to that contest. What it was is for a set of uh, all-sport dynamic wrist braces. And uh, you were supposed and to... And none see- of y'all would vote for me. You like, I, can't, I can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, but you, what, what the contest was, you know, you, you put your put a pic of you riding on an Instagram tag. All three of us jerkies in at the show. Jeff Brewer from All Sport Dynamics. And uh, we all put, we all got together, voted on a top five, and uh, the points who, you know, did the whatever style scoring kind of, that yeah. is. Olympic style. Olympic we all style picked our top scoring. five, and then we averaged the points. We averaged the points and out. there was a lot of math going on trying to figure all this <laughs> yeah, out. There was. was, indeed. Well, Mr. Mud Engineer, we let him do the math. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, guys, we have a winner, and uh, it was my favorite. It was uh, my top pick. And mine. And uh, TJ's, too. At Preston Rose, 513. You're yep. the lucky winner of some all-sport dynamic wrist braces. Say yay, guys. Yay. yay. Hey, the picture was awesome. Just yeah, the form. All the pictures Laid over were on awesome. that Zuki like, boy. It was difficult Suzuki. to uh, It was difficult to pick. No, there was a lot of good ones, yeah. and it was just, it was hard to tell, and I'm a little bit Suzuki biased, so sorry. If <laughs> it had, had nothing to do with Suzuki. It was just that form well, was it on did point. for me. If you, had a, if you were on a Suzuki on that deal, I probably picked it. So, <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. That was well, just yeah. Form was on point, laid yep. over in a turn. I loved it. So, hey, guys. So, yeah, Preston, if you'll uh, DM me, I will get your info to Jeff. We'll get your sized. Uh, we'll get your measurement and get you sized up and get you some braces. That's right. And then you got to post some photos of you riding uh, with those braces. Tag yeah, everybody. We, we got to awesome. see that. You got to tag us all in them, too, man. It's yep. a small price to pay for a free set of wrist braces. So, there you go. Well, we have another contest to announce. Well, why don't you announce it? So, if you guys remember a few months ago, an earlier episode, we had Kirk Hunter, who's a helmet painter. He owns Extreme Colors. And he texted me last week and said, hey, I want to paint a helmet for you guys to give away on the show. So, I thought that was pretty bitching. He, uh, he does a, he's done one of my helmets, if you guys look and on my Instagram. And he's done one of TJ's. Uh, he does really cool. He's it's going a, to do one of mine, yeah, but just not it's yet. It's Extreme, X-T-R-E-M-E, Colors, K-O-L-O-R-S. So look them up on Instagram. Um, so I emailed JT with Fly and asked if they would donate a helmet. So we got to thank them because JT said Jason absolutely. Thomas. Yeah. And the helmet came in today. Uh, I don't know exactly what we're going to do for the contest, but uh, Kirk is going to paint the helmet with our logo and hey, whatever what else do he the, wants. What are we going to do if that helmet's a different size than the winner has? Sucks. I got a medium. I figured that's the most common. There you go. Well, I can't win it. Yep. So it doesn't matter. Hey, there you go. Well, hopefully, all you size mediums out there, I could probably squeeze my fat head into one. I, well, I, I got a big head. I always no. wear mediums. So, anyway, that's what it is. It's still a pretty bitching contest. You know, the helmets. I don't know what, almost five hundred dollar value, and the, yeah, the paint F, jobs. F two about three hundred bucks. F two carbon helmet. Oh wow, yeah. it's a nice helmet. Too. Yeah, it's a yeah, good it's one. F two. Um, so with MIPS and all that, the, the same ones that Mathis gives away all the time. Same helmet I wear, same helmet yep. Jamie wears. TJ, do you have one? No. Well, we're going to come up with an idea to do this thing, but you guys uh, get ready and all our listeners, we appreciate you guys, and we're going to keep trying to do as much as we can to give stuff away. And Hey, we got we still got that guys. grill coming we've yep. been telling you about. We haven't done that yet. Uh, it, uh, we've all been dragging our ass on that one, but... We we'll don't want to it. give it away. It's too nice. Well, yeah, that's that's part of the deal. We just want to use it this year during the season, and then yeah, we'll give it then away. We'll, then we'll let you have it when that's we're done. That's right. <laughs> so, but there'll be more contests to come. Yep. Hopefully, we keep doing this stuff, and uh, there we go. But, hey, congrats, Preston Rose 513. That's it. Thanks, guys. And, yeah, thanks, Jason Thomas. Thanks, Fly Racing. Thanks, uh, Kirk Hunter, for 
donating the stuff. I mean, that's time and work and money. And yeah, uh, Kirk we, Hunter, Jason Thomas, y'all are yeah, saints. We appreciate, we appreciate it. Good show tonight, guys. Enjoyed it. Big big shout out. Five Star Roofing of Texas, MX Grill Designs, All Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks for uh, Uncle Creepy, Dark Side, Muscle Mark, TJ Smith, Jamie Guida, Mark Poole, Moto hey, X Pod Show. What? Can you say next time, say Dark Side and Uncle Creepy? Because you said Uncle Creepy, Dark Side. Made it sound like I'm Uncle Creepy. Well, maybe you are. We maybe just don't I am. No, Shit, there's only know. one Uncle Creepy in this room, and it is not you, sir. Okay, thank you. I, yeah. just, I, I was confused. If TJ will ever shave that mustache, I'll quit calling him that. I'm not going to shave I, the mustache, bro. The mustache is awesome. My wife says, hates it. Says exactly. Says, she knows what's up. Well, she she hates it, and I think that makes it me like it more just because it messes <laughs> with her. I'm just throwing that out there because uh, Well, hey, bro, funny. it's your love life. Do whatever you right. want. So... But hey, guys, Moto X Pod Show. See you next week.